Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 postgame show. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got our co-host, Neil on. Neil, back-to-back Pirate victories in May. It, it happened. I can't believe it. <laughs> when was the last time we went back-to-back games? Uh, April, <laughs> right? It was the oh, uh, National Series, right? The first I, two. Uh, I think we one. may Whoever we played before the Diamondbacks, I think we won the last game and then won the first game. <laughs> We finally won a series. Mm, maybe. But yeah, that too. Finally won a series. Back-to-back wins. Some offense. I mean, this was not like, like I, I talked, Doug and I were on last night talking about if you just took the score out and talked about the game, it was a mm-hmm. bad game by the Pirates. Like there was yeah. no way you would have thought they won that game. And they did. Today, much different. Uh, wasn't pretty all around. But I mean, the offense came out. Uh, they were alive today. So. Yeah. Nine to four victory for the Pirates. It's got to feel good turning over that calendar finally, heading into June, and also with two wins behind you. Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've just been so jaded about this team. This, this past month has been so hard to watch on a daily basis, but it's been yeah. fun. Now, today was a very fun day, um, and it was a good day for some of my agendas too, and that's always fun. <laughs> it's a good day for your agendas. Yes, <laughs> it, it's always a good day when those hit, right? Exactly. That's, that's more important than winning. Exactly. Speaking of hitting in agendas, Rodolfo Castro, two for four. <laughs> that, that's, that's the first person who came to mind. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's a good baseball player. <laughs> uh, I guess, like, talk about this game as a whole. The pitching, I mean, it started with Mitch Keller. It was okay. I mean, Mitch Keller had yeah. an okay start, but that's all he really needed. Think, thankfully as well um but i mean he went today for the pirates what was it okay yeah six innings gave up four earned 10 hits but eight strikeouts and joe block put out there today what was it the seventh straight game of eight block eight blockouts <laughs> the seventh straight game of eight strikeouts in mm-hmm. a row for yeah. him which is a pirate record yeah mitch keller <laughs> pirate record and strikeouts we all yeah, and I think that kind of encapsulates the start because you know he got he got hit hard today, which is weird because a lot of the hits, like the score on the score and stuff, like happened on kind of stupid, tiny little dumb hits. Um, but you know his stuff always looked there, and you could tell like he he was consistently striking guys out. I just think he missed those locations sometimes today. You know, even like the best pitchers are going to have starts like this. And if the stuff's still there, it's not like, it's not like just a velocity decrease or like the slider is flat or anything like that. Like he's still a good pitcher and I'm not concerned. I thought he was fine. And, you know, on another day, he doesn't give up those bloop singles and we're coasting to what a nine, two victory. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was. You make a good call. It was like definitely a weird game. A lot of hits, 
there was a lot of soft contact on the hits. And again, like he didn't look his best, mm-hmm. but that's what you get out of Mitch Keller. Like this is, this is essentially like Mitch Keller's worst. Yeah. Like that's where we're at. And I know it might be a little bit overboard. I mean, I'm sure he'll have like a game where he just really blows up and like, I look stupid saying this today, but yeah. overall, it sounds like this is where we're kind of coming at. Like when we talked about last night, Oviedo start and how it didn't look, didn't look good, but he only gave up one earned run. And that's like where the talent was, you know, like even at his worst, still can come through and give you a solid start. Like that's what Mitch Keller today kind of seemed like as well. Like even at Mitch Keller's, I don't want to label it worst per se, but like even when he's not on, he still gives you a quality start. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's not, a, I'm not concerned, but like usually when you're talking about like worst, like, you know, your stuff just isn't there. And it's like, I, I think that was like the consistency of like how he keeps racking up strikeouts because the more strikeouts you rack up, you're going the better you're going to be like, um, and so the fact that like, I think we keep saying this over and over this year, but the fact that Mitch Keller of all people is the one who was at this point, it's really something special, you know? And, you know, I, I've been a Mitch Keller defender for like the past like two years, but I didn't expect in my wildest dreams to be talking about four runs over six innings being the worst looking he has all season. And so right. yeah, very pleasant surprise, but we, we deserve these nice things. And again, like as Jim pointed out here too, like the eight Ks mm-hmm. all season, like the, the number's incredible. Also, yeah. while he's getting a ton of swing and misses, you know, even today, uh, his whiff rate was at 26%. Mm. Like, get 14 of them. That, that, that does say a lot, but it's just amazing how many are caught looking. I mean, he leads the league in that by a far and wide margin. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm how many of that how many guys just just watch his pitches go by for strikes mm-hmm. and uh you know again like today that's that was part of his repertoire like he's just he's just at such a good level right now all his pitch mixes he has just i don't know like i said even today like you look at mitch keller and say the four runs but it's so impressive yeah well it's kind of crazy like because like it, it, you talked to Pat's picks pitch mix and he has like what seven or eight pitches like that's genuine six or that's like kind of, it's, it's kind of like he threw four times today the change up yeah and like that's kind of like where like you go and make like your, your own player and like mlb the show or something and you like max out how many pitches your pitcher can have like mitch right. keller is like doing that in real life and so the fact that he can always keep hitters honest and he doesn't always have to rely on one pitch it lets him well, it confuses people, you know, because like there's a lot of pitchers where you can sit fastball or like with Ortiz, you can sit slider with the, I think is the vast majority of this team where slider is just their knockout pitch. Yep. Keller has a ton of quality pitches that he doesn't need to rely on one. And that is such a great thing to have. That's what makes him so good. Uh, I shouldn't say that's what makes him, but that's part <laughs> of what makes him so good. You're yeah. absolutely right. I mean, the amount of pitches that he has, how often he throws them all, and on top of it, how good they all are. It's not as just like he, okay, I have like three good pitches, and I'm just going to throw these other three just to mix things up. Like every, essentially, he has four plus pitches. Yeah. You know, and the other ones are just good. <laughs> like they're just <laughs> league average, you know? Yeah. And that's like where we're getting at. Like he has six, I'll say it's five really solid pitches, and like the, the sixth one he throws here and there. But right, like all five, the curveball, the, the sweeper, the sinker, the cutter, the, the four seam, he all throws 12% or more. Yeah. 
So you have no idea what's coming as a hitter. And I think it's even more impressive that he's able to do this so consistently with the new pitch clock. Like he has moved into the new pitch clock almost seamlessly. Where like, I mean, whoever he's catching with are seamless in terms of what pitches are called when they are. Um, and he looks really good. And I think I think we've talked a lot about like the body language on Keller. Yeah, and I think and like how much it has improved. I think a lot of it is that he just doesn't have any time to think or dwell on things. He has to immediately get back on the mound and pitch again. And so when things do go badly, he doesn't have time to dwell on it. And I think that's really been helpful for him as a pitcher. Like you can, and I think someone made the same comparison of Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is kind of similar where like he would just get in his own head, but the pitch clock doesn't allow him to. So like while some people are suffering because of it, I think Keller's thriving because of it. That's a good way. Yeah. That's, that's something I didn't really think about. I think, like you said, like overall it helps him. And I think overall it helps too, because the batters now at this point of his career, where he has all these pitches. The batters really don't have time to think either. Yeah. So exactly. again, like not knowing what's coming, you can't even really think about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, like for him, when he's not really on, he can't get himself into that mindset because there's no time to do it. So that's a good point. Anyways. Yeah. Like I said, Mitch Keller, the, the 10 hits, like I said, they're not great to see, Yeah, but there was just a lot of just, loops everywhere and yeah. it just is what it is like things were just falling for the giants but luckily for the pirates they weren't able to capitalize on it so exactly. pirates come out with a victory today and that was what was really good to see but yeah i mean just a lot of a lot of soft contact a lot of bloops out there just is what it is yeah and I, I'm, I'm browsing through here and it's like you know he gave up some hard hits but like i think that when the run started coming in it's like a 59 mile an hour single a 69 mile an hour single a 66 mile an hour single like it, 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 it some of it just was so unfair to him <laughs> right. so i mean and in in another day where the offense doesn't show up we're sitting here like fuming on the post game show because mitch keller pitches well but like the offense lets him down and blue pits loses the game but we get to we get to be happy right yeah, I like to be happy. This is a fun post game to do. <laughs> um, and I guess, I mean, just, just to finish up, just because, again, like we're talking about the pitching, I guess, the bullpen once again just does its job. Zestrizny, I said it, Zestrizny comes in, <laughs> gives point two innings, a hit, whatever, shuts it down. And then Big Bake Moretta comes in for point one innings, shuts it down. Stevenson yeah. actually shuts it down to a whole inning, two strikeouts. Johan Ramirez comes in, shuts it down with a strike. Like I can't, I can't speak enough. I feel like right now about the bullpen and how it's really starting to take shape. Yeah. And again, we talked a little bit last night, you know, there was always Bednar and Holderman. And it was like, eh, outside of that, I, I don't know, but the way Moretta has really turned on this, this month, you know, we talked about uh, Jose Hernandez a little bit last night. Um, talked about Ramirez last night a little bit too, and today he pitched and did that. Like this bullpen is actually starting to really come together, and I'm not going to say be like an absolute positive, but I don't look at it so much anymore as this is where our weakness is. What's going to hurt the team? Yeah. Well, I think the biggest compliment from last year that I can give to this bullpen is that every time a pitcher came in last year that wasn't named Bednar, like I wanted to put my hand, hit my head in my hands. <laughs> and this time around, um, you know, yeah, I, I, it's actually very enjoyable to watch. Like 
you know, I was very critical of Dari Moretta. I didn't think he threw enough strikes. Um, wasn't a huge fan of Sissinskri. Yes, yes, it's not just me. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Jim, Jim will yell at me later for that. But, um, you know, it's like y- you feel confident when these guys come onto the mound. And that is something that's really, really nice to have. Um, and, yeah, I'm not sure, like, you know, bullpen is so volatile. It is like a small sample size. But, yeah, you know, I think what was it Joe Block put out yesterday something about or was it today about like how like we have like five pitchers under like 250 era or something like that you know that's that's a good that is very good um and so yeah i mean stevenson had two strikeouts today i would i still really want to see johan ramirez pitch when it's not a blowout i just think that stuff is so good I feel like we keep talking about him the most yeah. on the post games. Yeah. Just, I guess, the way it's working out. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, Mitch Keller pitches, so it's a blowout, right? <laughs> exactly. <about. laughs> um, the, the win secured. But I'm with you. Like, the more I see him, the more I'm intrigued with him. You know, again, we talk the, the talent, right? Like, he's showing talent. I think he gets more steps in than any other player as well. Like if you look at his Apple watch, he has more steps in like a center <laughs> fielder as, as far away as he drifts from the mound to walk back every time he pitches. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I'm not, I you know Jim in the chat here kind of said it best. Like I'm not ready either to put him and label him as good. Yeah. But I want to see more. I want to see more. And this is the year where you want to like, this is what this year is about. Like I want to see more of Johan Ramirez. Is he, potentially part of this future is he not let's find out but so far I'm, I'm certainly i'm hooked yeah it's intriguing and like and listen i'll i'll take i'll take a good bullpen every day of the week like you know um you know obviously there's going to be regression setting in like i don't think we're going to have five guys with the era that good in the bullpen but like right the fact that we have a bullpen full of actual bullpen people who can get people out and not miguel de pozo is a pretty nice change of pace um and one last thing I'll say just because I can, does Shelton get credit now for managing the bullpen so well this series, or does he only get blamed for when the bullpen does badly? I'm just, I, I need to check in on this. Right. <laughs> I, I, it's mixed. I mean, when okay. he does well, he should get the credit, right? Mm. Um, I, I think, you know, we've said this quite a bit over the past few years also. It's, it's hard when you're given trash to yeah. work with the trash, right? So, like, I feel like yeah. he's gotten too much hate, but there's still things within the trash that he did that, like, you questioned. Now that he's of getting course. some competency, like, you're able to see how, like, he can use things. Um, It's gotten better. Mm-hmm. It certainly has. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, credit to him. Um, There has, I guess, been too many situations this entire year where you're, like, you're really questioning things. And, like, even if you are... It makes sense. I think like we talked about the one time, like, do you leave Keller in or do you go to the bullpen? You know, there's like mm-hmm. those couple starts. And, and it was like, you know what? Both sides have an argument, you know? Like if that's yeah. the worst that Shelton's at right now, that's pretty good. And I, I would say like there's something to be said about like, you know, like I feel like there is some responsibility within the coaching staff to have when there are so many bad plays, like I do think it's a coaching staff issue when you get thrown out on the bases so many times. Now I don't really have an issue with what Connor Joe did today in the first inning, two outs, 
be aggressive. I think that's fine. I have no idea what that slide was. And like small little things like that just keep happening in like every single game. And for that, yeah, I'll say like, hey, coaching staff has to do something about that. But in terms of like, I don't know, I guess I still think Shelton is a good manager. The players like him. And I think his bullpen is, management's pretty good. Like, you know, he's not doing like the Cam View thing like he used to last year. Um, yeah, although he came close the other night with Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, but I, 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 blame, <laughs> I blame Bolton more than Shelton on that one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> anyway, we can we can we can uh, move on, and I can stop agenda. No, no, you're good. You're good. (laughs) But no, right. Like I've certainly seen better things from Sean this year than past. Um, There's still some things where you wonder if the extension was kind of premature or why it happened when it did. But overall, if we're going to talk about Sean right now, I'll wrap up in saying how I've always felt the latter part of you, what you said, like he's certainly a player's manager. I think he connects with the players very, very well. And I've always, I've always believed that was more important than like the in-game stuff because ultimately when it comes down to it, <laughs> the, the players is really what's going to decide things, right? When you have mm-hmm. a terrible team, it's going to be terrible. When you have a good team, it's probably going to be good, right? A manager, like how many wins does the manager really connect with and, and do? So like to me, the manager is more like having the players ready and the mindset, whatever, in-game stuff, whatever. You know, I keep pointing back to the, the Indians and Cubs World Series when Francona like just outmanaged the hell yeah, out of that matter. and still lost, right? Mm-hmm. So if there's the one thing that you want out of the manager, I think Shelton has, but I, I do question a lot of stuff on the managerial side. But yeah. regardless, we'll definitely get back to the game in itself, yeah. uh, right? <laughs> like the bullpen has been looking really competent lately. Um, but get to the, the hitters now. So again, this is the team that put up nine runs today. Woo-hoo. Nine runs. The we Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> uh, and it came like all different ways you know it wasn't yeah. just the home run it wasn't just small ball uh they did a little bit of everything so it was really nice to see and runners in scoring position they went oh. seven for 17 it's beautiful <laughs> what's happening <laughs> i mean it's nice to know that we could not stay at like the worst possible runners in scoring position um batting average um but yeah no today was very nice um, and it was nice to see guys who have really been struggling get some big hits. Like Hayes got two hits today. Connor Joe had two hits today. I guess you can say he's struggling. Rodolfo Castro had two hits today. Like there were, it came from guys who really have been through the rainer this May. And so hopefully as that momentum, you're starting to build back up on going into June against division rivals and say, Hey, maybe we can actually compete for this division instead of keeling over and dying. That'd be nice. Yes, it really would. (laughs) I think grand scheme of things, if there is any shot, like these next two weeks are pretty important. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, there's definitely division games. If you're thinking about super two, these next few weeks Mm -hmm. are that, that uh that time yeah i don't know what i'm trying to say but in two weeks they'll basically be available now right they'll be ready so you can get some reinforcements so like if this team is going to potentially have a shot hanging around making sure you're there next next two weeks is pretty important 
Um, so yeah, again, like this is for as terrible for actually go back for as good as April was, and then as terrible as mm -hmm. this May was, June's a whole new month, I guess, right? You have two wins going into it. You can kind of feel good heading back home. Mm -hmm. Um, also with that said, and I don't know, you talk about momentum, you talk about things as well, like teams coming together and, and players, right? Kutch is now five hits away from 2000. That could happen this series. Like that's also something that I feel like could re-energize a team in a sense. Yeah. If you believe in that type of stuff, which I kind of do, right? There's a level of that. No, there's definitely a human element. Like there, there is a human element to baseball. And so like, if you, if you want to build off of this and like, let's say like you roll into PNC, Kutch is really close to 2000. You get the friends out there and you like, you roll a struggling Cardinals team that does wonders for the morale. And like, I'm yeah. not saying like, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but like that this series upcoming against the Cardinals could be really, really big. And it starts with the offense because even during like the month of May, like the pitching has mostly been fine. You know, you've had Especially some the pitching. Yeah. Start, I mean, you've had some blowups like the first giants game, but like overall, like the pitching has kept us in games. And so, if you believe in that, where you can make a decent argument that Johan Oviedo is our second best starter and the pitching has still been this good, then it just takes the hitting coming back and you're getting Shoy back soon. He resumed all baseball activities today. Davis should be up. Andy should be up. Um, our good play, our our our, our cast of our cast of players who are like platoon players are starting to heat up. Like there is something that you can build off here and the bullpen like yes kind of coming together and, and showing themselves right exactly yeah exactly that would that would be and yeah like i said like cards cubs and brewers all this month you got to take those divisional games you gotta be winning those series and so nope the, the offense is coming alive they're coming alive at the right time yes that'll be very nice to see if so but uh yeah again the kind of talking down you you mentioned uh joe Castro, Hayes, you know, mm -hmm. Bay also had two hits. Kutch had three hits. I mean, the bats were certainly live. 14 hits in total. Now, the strikeouts, still a bit of a concern. You know, 12 yeah. of them. Still a bit of a concern. Now, it wasn't the 17 a few, you know, nights ago, whatever, but 11 yesterday, 12 today. A lot of that because of Jack Sawinski, three strikeouts. We'll just omit Chris Owings, three strikeouts. <laughs> he doesn't belong in the major league roster. He should be yeah. gone soon, hopefully. If we're talking about this two-week transitional period, mm. like after two weeks, we should never see Chris Owings again. Correct. Hopefully. So we'll just omit that happened, right? Are the mm. players that matter, yeah, Jack Swinsky, three Ks. That's uh, – I guess like if you have a sense of worries, like he's struck out 15 times the last 30 plate appearances, and yes, he also had four home runs in that time span. But I, 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 just, I don't know what to make of Jack Sawinski. I just, I just don't. I think, I think it's fair to just say that he is either the worst player in baseball or the best player in baseball, and he will not get anything except that. Um, he will either play like he will either be hitting balls into the cove twice in a blowout, or he will be striking out three times in a win. Like there is, like there is no like two for four with two singles, Jack Suwinski. That just doesn't exist. And I feel like once you take that into consideration, like it kind of makes paints the picture a little clearer. Like he's going to accumulate war. I, I don't think he's the most valuable player on this team. I know he leads the team in war, but 
I don't know. It, it is weird. Right. Jack Suwinski is a very polarizing player. And it's and, like, unfortunately, you don't know when the good yeah. and the bad is going to happen because we, we all kind of thought it was going to take off. Like, he had the two home runs. Mm-hmm. A little bit cold, had two more home runs, cold again. So, like, it, it, he's not even in, like, in this hot streak when he thought it was coming. So, you just never know mm-hmm. game by game, you know, which Jack Swinski you're getting. And that is kind of frustrating. Yeah, he's always going to be held back by the fact that he can't make enough end zone contact. It's kind yeah. of like what it's kind of like seeing the Nick Gonzalez problem if Nick Gonzalez had like 65 raw power. Um, <laughs> because he just whiffs on so many balls in the zone. It he doesn't chase though. He still doesn't chase, and I have to admire him for that. But like in zone, if you if you really even improve the in zone contact by like a mere five to ten percent, that is such a much better ball player than what we're seeing right now. Yep. And you're just going, but unfortunately, we don't have anyone better. He still provides value for the team. He has to be on the team, and so you have to live with the strikeouts and hope other people don't. I think is where I'm at. Basically, basically, yeah. Um, and, and I guess outside of that, you know, Reynolds had he's this series. He's had a few really, really good defensive plays, by the way. Also, so like yeah. defensively, he's looking pretty good out there. He robbed the home run today. Did go one for five. Um, Three RBIs. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't know, man. Like it seems like maybe the offense is starting to click. Something's starting to happen. Mm-hmm. This is also a, a good team. It's the Giants. It's not as if. You know, like Arthur Mayo, who they play. It's not as if they're playing the Nationals or mm-hmm. you know whoever may have. It, it was it was a good team. This is also a team of five hundred around. You know, battling for a wild card and such. Uh, mm-hmm. And they took the series away in doing so. And right, the bats came alive. So gonna have a nice day off tomorrow. Have the Cardinals coming in. It's gonna be a very very uh, interesting series. And like you said, with with Cutch's five hits, well, Cutch being five hits away from two thousand. I think that's something they can rally about, bring some momentum. And, you know, the one thing I talked about a few d- days ago, maybe it was just last week, was, like, I'm just sick of this whole organization. Like, I felt top to bottom. It just yeah. seemed like nobody cared at this point. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the top doesn't because, you know, Charrington's out there saying, oh, I don't know why we're this good. And then, like, the players just on the field, they almost looked as if they didn't really care that much. And, of course, winning helps that, you know, and there's two games here that they won. They go into the series against the Cardinals. You know, if Kutch gets that 2,000 hit, like I, I feel like things could be changing in a positive manner that they can get this team back on track of their April mannerisms and then hopefully mm-hmm. to April ways. Yeah. And I guess even though we haven't been winning, I would say that the defense over the past couple, like the week or two, I could be just going placebo effect, like – we're not doing all those stupid, awful defensive plays. Um, you know, Hedges did not shower himself in glory today defensively. No. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, it's not like I have, like, my hands in my head, like, because we keep screwing up on defense. And, like, the, the base running is still an issue. Yeah. But, you, but, like, in terms of doing all the small things that we talked about, doing, like, the fundamentals, right, like, that is improving because, like, there's a solid two to three week stretch in May where no, we did none of those things, and it was an awful experience to watch on a daily basis. So, if we are going to claw back into that, not necessarily being like a 115 win pace, you got to start doing those things right, and we got to start stop being thrown out on the base paths. <laughs> it's, it has to stop, right? Especially when the Pirates aren't doing that to the opposing players. <laughs> 
Yeah. They're not throwing anyone out at this point in time. <laughs> uh, but, but you're right. And what I'll say this is, I mean, the defense still, like, I'm not impressed by it by any means. No. I'm not going to say it's passable that, you know, this is, this is fine. But it was just so bad at that yeah. point. Like, you're getting at, like, at least it's not there. And I think a lot of it has to do with just the fact that Casho is now back at second the majority of the time, which he's, mm-hmm. he still makes his, his errors, but he also shows some really good plays there. Um, Marcano being at short has really helped out, even though his arm's not the best. The glove, I mean, that glove plays. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's haze there, and you know, and the, the defense of the outfield has been good enough. So, like, yeah, like the defense has gotten better. Still not where I want it to be at. Yeah, nowhere near where it was in April, but at least it's not atrocious. Yeah, and I think this comment is pretty good. Like, they are not losing games because of stupid plays. That's I a think, good point. Yeah, that they're just the doing big... it because they can't hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you had those days where, like, we get thrown on the base pass and have, like, five total base runners, and so like, that was, like, our one chance. So, like, it, right. it, like, we are playing, like, a competent, semi-competent MLB team. So, I guess I guess we'll take that. <laughs> Very much. So, anyways, um, outside of everything we just talked about, was there anything else that you wanted to bring up, anything that stood out? Um, I guess he deserves a shout out. Jiwon <laughs> Bay was was played very well today. He he deserves it. Um, I still like Castro better though. I think that's yeah. I mean that's fair. I think Castro you know deserves to play more than he does. But mm. yeah, Bay has been playing much better of recent. You know yeah. definitely. Um, and I guess I don't mind him in center field. Like I feel more comfortable with him being center than I do at second. Like I would rather have, and I know this is going to sound weird because Cash has looked very challenged defensively, but mostly it's been at short, right? I yeah. feel more comfortable with Cash at second and, you know, Bay at, and center. A- again, like I just feel like Bay certainly has his challenges, but he makes up for what he needs to develop with, with his athleticism. You know, yeah. like he makes the play and it looks exciting, but it probably should have been routine, but he makes it. Yeah. And like that, Bay in center field terrifies me. You were right. He has lots of athletic, gifted, natural ability. But holy crap, he makes it so much harder than it ever has to be. Like, you know, I, I was at the Mariners series where you had that crazy catch where like any normal center fielder just carefully gets under that ball and it's not a big deal. And so like, it's good that he has that makeup ability, but it's also not great when like, because some of the, you see what happens when he doesn't make those plays. And that's my worry. And yeah. also yeah, like they, they can't let him steal anymore because he's so bad at base running. And yeah, so like, I don't want to go that far, but like he has to be more selective. That's for yeah. sure. Like the green lights no longer there. It's a yellow. Yeah. Well, he's getting, now he's just getting picked off at first. So he's not even like getting the chance to steal, but yeah, no, um, he hit 300 or something like that for the month of May. So, you know, but, um, mm-hmm. I don't like him in center field, but I also don't like Jack Suwinski in center field, and I think Jack Suwinski is better on the corner. So if that means playing Castro every day means we get Bay in center until Swaggerty proves he can play baseball at the major league level, I'm okay. Yeah. With it. Well, I think that's I, where you're kind of getting. This is kind of getting ahead, but right. If it means Castro plays second more, mm-hmm. Bay's in center, 
and that means Sawinski gets pushed to a corner, and I don't know, maybe a guy like Henry Davis comes up, and that means Sawinski doesn't play as often because Davis is like, like okay, things are kind of shaping out. I'm like, I'm okay with yeah. that. Yeah, and they and, and like you know, Bay I, I, again. I I have made my feelings for Bay known, but as a baseball player, I like him as a bench option. I think he provides a lot of spark plug. He provides defensive flexibility. The mm-hmm. speed is elite to the point where he would make the bench on pretty much every MLB team. Still not convinced he's a starter full time, but he's had a good month. Right, and, so and, and that's just, why again, like mm-hmm. I, I think he can still develop. There's still some talent there. The athleticism's there. So yeah. if he can't ultimately be like that super utility type where, you know, he's giving you second, maybe in a pinch it's short because you need or whatever, you know, outfield or whatever. I'm not going full-blown Jay Hay because Jay Hay was actually good defensively like everywhere. Yeah. Plus, he, like, I'm not putting Bay at third. You know, Jay Hay, you could absolutely yeah. – I mean, he started at third how often, you know? But, like, yeah. if he can have some utility needs there and provide good defense because of, you know, he actually progresses and becomes a better defender – yeah, you know, again, like that speed kills. He has speed. If he can get his yeah. contact skills better and not strike out as often, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so now we talked about Juwan Bay for like seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> as we wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, anything else here? No, I think I'm good. All right. Sounds good to me then. So let's get out of here. Appreciate everyone for watching. We'll be back on Friday for the post game. Uh, tomorrow we have NS9 Live. And Jim will be doing his out of the park stream. So yeah, that's thir- Thursday, Friday post game, and then Saturday we'll have a live podcast at tailgate. So if you're going to the game, come out see us. We'll be in Gold Lot Two. Uh, we'll be at twelve. The live podcast start at one. It's O'Neill Cruz bobblehead night. Potentially Cutch's two thousandth hit night. So maybe want to come out to that game, everyone. Yeah, don't be like me. <laughs> Don't be like Neil. So to be, I feel like I have a pretty good reason for it. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but with that said, let's get out of here. Appreciate everyone watching. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, But if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.